music yesterday and uh, getting them together and uh, resetting some things and pushing forward our big conferences coming up. And in spite of everything that has gone on this year, there's more than 30 pastors, preachers registered to be here. And so uh, I want us to be ready for that. And so uh, a lot of work goes into our special music, and I appreciate their work and how God is blessed in that area, and the choir does a great job. And I'll be scheduling some more meetings with the different uh, ministries, and so you can look forward uh, to that or dread that, either way you want to look at it, uh, as we continue to press forward. And let me remind you, Wednesday night, uh, our, mid- our midweek Bible study, the, the series on ministry companions. I want you to be here every Wednesday night, but especially this coming Wednesday night, uh, I, I believe I'm, I'm teaching, I'll give you the subject I'm teaching on, on the, the refreshing companion. And uh, there's a truth in this that will be a blessing to you, I promise you. And so I want you to be here uh, to hear that this coming Wednesday night, and then again uh, Sunday morning. I don't want you to miss uh, Sunday morning. Every one of these messages on John 3.16, I believe, has been life-changing. It has been uh, a blessing. But this coming Sunday, I don't want you to miss it. If you know someone that's lost, uh, do your best to get them here in church with you on Sunday. And we'll look forward to uh, what the seeing what the Bible says about the family in John three sixteen Matthew chapter number nine. Uh, I won't. I mentioned this morning that I'm going to preach tonight on the subject of faith, and uh, I want to remind us of a few things about faith, and then I want to zero in on an important aspect, truth that I think will be a help to us tonight. Uh, we find our text in a story found in verse twenty seven, beginning in verse twenty seven of Matthew chapter number nine. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Just as a side note, uh, this may be a blessing to you. It may give you some context. The fact that they recognize Jesus as the son of David means they believe he to be the Messiah, uh, coming from the lineage of of King David. Verse 28, And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him, And Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. Verse 30, And their eyes were opened. And Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. When they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all that country. I want to draw your attention, and we'll take our title tonight from a statement found in verse 29. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. Our title tonight is that phrase, According to your faith. Tonight, I want to speak on faith, but I don't want to just speak on faith. I want to speak on your faith. According to your faith, be it unto you. Because I believe that most of us, or all of us here, uh, believe in faith. Uh, It's by faith we're saved. It's by faith we're to live this life. But I don't want to talk about it in generalities tonight. I want want to talk about it personally in your faith. Here's a miracle Jesus did because of their faith. So tonight I'm going to preach on according to your faith. Father, uh, once again we come to you, we ask the Spirit of God... Uh, to teach us tonight, to instruct us. And Father, may we be reminded of some important truths. Uh, Several things we'll review tonight won't be new to us, but 
That's certainly something I think we forget from time to time. I pray that our faith would be strengthened. <clears throat> I pray that we'd be determined to live by faith in a greater way because of the message. Uh, encourage your people. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight, I'm going to get right into the message, and uh, I'll jump into the outline pretty quickly tonight. And there's, I'll give you the four statements, as I, as I usually do. The first three is going to be a reminder of some things about faith. And then the last statement I give you is the truth that I really want to drive home tonight. So I want you to pay close attention. Uh, but faith, we're aware of faith. We realize the importance of faith. Uh, we know that we are to live by faith. We sing hymns, living by faith. Uh, it's, it goes hand in hand with the life of the Christian. It, but faith, which should be the greatest ally of the Christian, many times is the greatest hindrance. It is true that faith will get us through our, our, our discouragements, faith will get us through our challenges, faith will get us through our obstacles, but a lack of faith will be hindered by obstacles. A lack of faith will hinder us in the obstructions of life. Sometimes we see uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ, they, they, they face a, 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 a situation that's unique to them, and we, and we look at and we admire their faith in God. Sometimes we look in, and we look at our own lives and we see maybe our lack of faith in God. Or simply put, we see somebody who does not overcome and we, we think of the fact if they just had more faith in God. But I'll say this, it's amazing that we like to give more opinion about somebody else's faith than take an honest evaluation of our own. It's much easier to say they had great faith or where is their faith than to be completely honest and look at our own life and evaluate our own walk of faith. And tonight, I want us to think of what Jesus said to those two blind men who recognized him as the Son of God, recognized him as the Messiah, recognized him as the one who could do something about their condition, and, and, and because of their faith, according to their faith, they were blind and then they could see. There was a great transformation in their life because of their faith. Statement number one tonight, I want to remind you of the importance of your faith. I'm going to, I'm going to turn to a few passages of Scripture tonight, and if you want to turn, that's fine. If you want to just mark the reference, I'll read each verse to you. But uh, Hebrews eleven six reminds us of the importance of our faith. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. I want to please God, don't you? I, I, it's important that I please God. If I'm going to please God, then I need to live as a Christian should live. There are things that I should stay away from. Uh, there are things that a Christian should not participate in. There are words that a Christian should not say. There are places, I know it's 2020, but there's places a Christian, Christian should not go. There's people that Christians ought to be aware of. There are things we, should, we shouldn't, shouldn't see. There's things that we, that just we ought to stay away from the vices of this world. Why? Because I want to please God. There's a lot of Christians who have that down. Now, we're all a work in progress uh, in that regard. Uh, let me remind all of us of that. But there are some who would say, I want to please God, and I'm going to please God by not doing what my flesh wants. And that certainly pleases God. It certainly makes life easier for us. But, the, but we fail sometimes. We, we may succeed in that area, but the Bible reminds us that the importance of faith is it's a vehicle to how I please God. Aren't you thankful for your Heavenly Father? 
I'm grateful that he has granted me life. I'm grateful that he has granted me an opportunity to serve him. I'm grateful for my salvation. He didn't have to save me, but because he loved me, he paid, he paid the penalty for me. I'm grateful for that. I want to please him. So in order to please him, certainly there's some things that I should stay away from. There's some things that I should do. But let us not forget the faith that we should have to please him. When God gives, me commands, <clears throat> gives you commands in Scripture, there's nothing He commands us to do that He will not provide a way for us to do it. Sometimes we look at what the Bible says and we immediately say, I can never do that. I can never make that sacrifice. Now, that might be good for a pastor or for a brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so, but that, that's too difficult for me to do. I... It, it, there's things in my life that I don't think I can overcome to do that. Let me remind you that God does not give us commands that he will not enable us to do it. He's, he's not a cruel God. He's not going to say, I command you to do this or you fail it knowing that we can't do it. Now, you may not be able to do it in your flesh. Or it may take great faith for you to do it. But I know that if I'm going to please God, I have to to do it by faith. This week, we should be willing to live by faith. Why? Because it pleases Him. We, it's, we, sometimes we say, God, if, if you'll show me how you're going to do it, I'll trust you to do it. I, I, I enjoy it when God gives me what he's going to do and says, I'm gonna, I'm, I believe that I'm going to allow you to do this, or through the Word of God, he says, this is the end result well, I enjoy that, but sometimes he doesn't tell you how you're going to get there. So how do you please him? You just continue on by faith. Well, Pastor, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. We just get through the day. It, 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 I want to remind you tonight of the importance of your faith. If you are going to please God, you have to live by faith. I know I've preached this. I know you know this. But I want to remind you of this tonight because faith is important. Someone in this room could face something this week that is life-haltering. How are you going to get through it, Faith? Because that Bible is true. Every promise in that Bible is true. Every truth you could hold to, every, every promise you could build a life on, a marriage on, a home on, you can hold to it. Well, Pastor, I don't see how, the Bible says this, but I don't see how that's possible. You just continue by faith. I made a statement, I wrote a statement down uh, for my own good. I didn't think I would ever use it, but uh, it looks like I'm going to use it, use it now. When you, when, you, when you deal with things in life, just do right. Just do right. Too many Christians are, are trying to figure out the consequences before they decide what they do. Just do right. And then God, is, who is always working, works out all the details to make it be exactly how it should be. Now, it was much more eloquent when I wrote it down for my own benefit, but uh, you get the point there. We must live by faith. I want to remind you, number one, the importance of your faith. I, I hope you want a pastor that pleases God. I want to please God. Uh, so I have to live by whose faith? Your faith? My faith. If you're going to please God, you, tomorrow you can't live by your pastor's faith. 
You have to live by your faith. Uh, in the future, you can't live by my faith. You have to live by your faith. That's how you please him. Oh, our, our pastor is, is, he lives, he's a man of faith, and, and uh, he pleases God because of his faith. What about you? Every child should believe they and know they have parents who please God. How do they know they please God? Well, they honor the house of God on Sunday. They honor the Word of God. They do their best to live after this book, but not just that. When they don't know how things are going to work out and they don't have an answer, what do they do? They just live by faith. The importance of your faith. Statement number two, I want to remind you of the source of your faith. Romans chapter number 12 and verse 3 says, For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, accordingly as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Here's a reminder that we shouldn't get too full of ourselves. Uh, when God uses us and works through us and does a work in us, uh, the fact that you're not the way you were when you got saved is about God. Is about God doing a work in you. Uh, if you if you if you get into Word of God, you allow that you, you trust Christ for salvation. Uh, you're in church on Sunday morning, listening to the preaching. You're in church on Sunday night. You come to Bible study. You're at everything you can be. You begin to build a walk with with the Lord. God will change you. He'll do a work in you. And aren't you thankful? As that song, a song goes, I'm not going to sing it. I'll just quote it tonight. Uh, I, I'm glad that I'm not the man that I used to be. I don't, I don't go to places I used to go. I don't talk the way I used to talk. By the way, every Christian should have some sort of testimony like this. Uh, the reason why you're not the man you used to be is because of God. Uh, you didn't do a supernatural work in you. God did the supernatural work in you. So we're reminded by this verse of Scripture, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly or seriously, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Every man has a measure of faith. Say, Pastor, how can you do that? I know some people who say they just don't have faith. Uh, either they're, they're lying to you, they're lying to yourself, or both, because my Bible says God gives every man faith. Now, the question is, what are you doing with what God has given you? Every man has a measure of faith. God gave you a measure of faith. Say, Pastor, I want to have greater faith than start with the measure that God gave you. And it begins when we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and faith in salvation, believing in Him, believing in what He did on Calvary. Now, as a child of God, as I live my life, as I run this race that God has set before me, uh, I can please Him by faith. But God's given everybody faith. Uh, everybody can live by faith. Everyone can please God if they desire to do it. We just got to remember that if God has given us faith, it is, it is God who we're trying to please. Remind, let me remind you of the source of your faith. Now, if he's the, the giver of faith, the source of our faith, doesn't it, doesn't it just make sense 
that the more time we spend it with him, the greater our faith is going to be, the stronger our faith is going to be. There are times that as a Christian, there are times as flesh, as humanity, uh, boy, I, 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 my, my faith can be drain, drained. Boy, I can wonder, say, but God, it just doesn't, I mean, it just doesn't look good. You know, all I got to do is open this book and start reading, and I'm reminded of who God is, what He's capable of doing, my relationship to Him, that He's get. I just got to, I don't have to have your faith, you don't have to have my faith, I've just got to take the faith that I have, and I've got to use it. I've got to grow it. I've got to build on it. Statement number three is this. Uh, I want to remind you tonight of the power of faith. Matthew chapter number 17 is a, uh, is a great passage reminding us of faith. And I'll read verses 14 through 21 of Matthew chapter number 17 as we see the power of faith. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed. For oftentimes he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall, be, shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. God reminds his disciples the reason why they were not able to do a greater work was because of their lack of faith. And he says, if you would have faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed. I don't know if you've ever seen a mustard seed. But if I was holding it between my fingers tonight, you would not be able to see it. It is a tiny little seed. And Jesus said, if your faith had just been that big, there's no obstacle that could not be moved. Now, there's more to this than just saying, I have faith. A lot of false religions have been founded because of, of that kind of a thinking. All I got to do is say, I have faith. No, God, God doesn't like, God doesn't bless those that talk the game. God moves and works for those who exercise their faith. And Jesus is very clear to say, uh, this kind, where mountains are moved, comes by prayer and fasting. So I want to remind you tonight, third, third of all, of the power of your faith. Uh, faith is a powerful thing because God is powerful. And it is faith that moves the heart of God. It is belief in what He can do. And it's willing, you know why you will pray and ask for God to do a miracle because you believe that God can do it. You pray and fast, as Jesus said, this kind of mountain-moving faith 
it doesn't happen except through prayer and fasting. Uh, it is that belief in getting a hold of God, knowing that God can do what man cannot do. God can do the supernatural. Friend, if, if, it's how, if faith is how we please God, and it is, I want to remind you of that. I want to remind you the source of faith. Uh, you get your faith from God. Then I want to remind you the power of your faith. I don't es- underestimate the power of faith in this book. I believe much of the blessings, if not most or all of the blessings of my life, come because I believe I do have a faith in this book. I believe if God says something, it is true, it's going to come about. Whether I can figure it out, there's been some times I say, God, you put this verse here, and as I understand it, I don't know how it's going to come about in my life. And it's almost as if the voice from heaven says, you just wait just a moment. You just continue forward and let me do what only I can do. I believe I am a man of faith. We all should strive to be a man of faith. Why? Because there's power in it. Uh, I'll say that tonight. I don't say that in any kind of a boasting because it's a revelation of my lack of power. My lack of ability. There are things that I want in your life. Uh, Pastor, can you pray for this? Uh, can, you, can, you, can you ask for healing for this? Can you pray with me about this? Uh, there are things that I want in your life that I cannot do for you. I cannot change a heart. I cannot heal the sick. I cannot uh, uh, change your your boss's mind. I cannot work out circumstances. But I believe that God can do all of that. There's power in faith. Uh, Parents who are still rearing your children, the greatest thing you can can be is a mom and dad of faith. And I'm going to rear my children believing that this book is what what God says it is. It'll do what God says it will do. Have the power of faith as a church. God blesses us uh, by our faith. There's power in our faith. Now, there are some things that God expects us to do, as Jesus mentions, by prayer and fasting in order to exercise that faith. So I've mentioned those three tonight, and and there's nothing I I think that's new in, in those three statements. I believe we're all very familiar with them. It's good to be reminded of the importance of our faith. It's how we please God. It's good to be reminded of the source of our faith. It's good to be reminded of the power of our faith. We have more power at our disposal than I think we realize. That's because we have the Almighty God who we can pray to, the Almighty God who we trust and we, and we have faith in. But I want to mention number four, and this is where I want to spend uh, the last few minutes of my time tonight. The fourth statement I'll make tonight is this. I want you to see the result of your faith. This is illustrated in our text tonight. And when Jesus, verse 27 of Matthew 9, I will read the passage again. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. The scripture is very clear to tell us that there were two blind men. They could not see if they had the power to change that in their own life, they'd have changed it. Certainly, two blind men, a blind man would understand the limitation that he had in his own life. Knowing what it was like not to be able to see and knowing that there was somebody else who had that same condition, I believe they would have had the mindset, if he could have, he could have helped the other person, he would have healed him. He didn't have that ability. 
So then we see in verse number 28, And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. Jesus asked them, they cried, Thou son of David. And he said, Believe ye that I am able to do this? And immediately they said, Yea, Lord. Now, if you study the passages of Scripture carefully, that is not when they were healed. Because if you asked everyone who had a significant need in their life, if Jesus were to say, do you want me to take that out of your life? They, every one of us would say, yea, Lord. Do you want me to remove that obstacle? Well, of course. But that is not when they were healed. It was not when they exercised their faith. They answered a, a question as you and I would answer it. Could you imagine them being blind, believing that this is the Messiah, believing this is the Son of God, and Him saying, would you like me to heal you? No. I believe that most, if not all, of us and others would say, yea, Lord. Then touched she their eyes, saying, don't miss this. According to your faith, be it unto you. If you're not careful, we look in verse number 30, and their eyes were open. We know the end of the story. They were blind, now they see. They were in darkness, now they were in light. A miracle had taken place. And the scripture even tells us, Jesus says, don't tell anybody. That was the worst kept secret. And they're telling everybody, I can see. Well, how can you see? Jesus. Well, don't miss this, because if you're careful, you will miss this. Then touch see their eyes. And that's when they were healed. No, not yet. Notice he touched to their eyes saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. Let me tell you what I believe would have happened if they didn't have faith. They'd have opened their eyes and they'd have still been blind. Because Jesus said, according to your faith, I'm able, I'm willing, but do you believe? Yes, Jesus had the power in his touch. The woman with an issue of blood comes to mind immediately how she just touched the hem of his garment and was made whole. That is how powerful the Son of God is. But I believe in the context of Scripture, Jesus made this all about their faith. He in his touch had the power to heal, but in his touch he said, look at your Bible, according to your faith. He didn't make a statement, you are healed. He said, according to your faith, be it unto you. Believe ye that I'm able to do this? Yea, Lord. Okay. 
I'm going to put what you say to the test. And according to your faith, you're going to be able to see or you're going to still be blind. We know they believed because, in verse 30, and their eyes were opened. The result of their faith was miracles. Faith is how we please God. God grants us faith. I want to remind us tonight that there's power in our faith. But the result of faith, and more specifically the result of your faith, are miracles. God still does the supernatural. God still desires to do the supernatural. God still wants to move mountains in the life of Christians. Why is it that there's some churches that are blessed in greater ways than others? Well, there's a lot of things that could go in there. But I wonder if God says to a church, I will bless according to your faith. And as you exercise your faith, I'll move obstacles and I'll bless. See, we, we talk about faith and the importance of faith and brother so-and-so's faith and sister so-and-so's faith and pastor so-and-so's faith. And I, I look as a preacher and I, I think of that generation that's gone before and many who I had the privilege to hear and be in their presence and what faith, and I love to read of the faith they had and hear of the faith they had and how God moved. But there comes the place in every preacher's life, this one included, where we, we can draw that line and say, I'm glad God moved by their faith. I want God to move by my faith. And in the life of a Christian, it's a great day when you rejoice in the faith of others and you rejoice in what God does in the life of others. But I hope there comes a place in every child of God's life, in every member of the Emmanuel Baptist Church, where they say, I praise God for what God does in others' lives and with their faith, but I want God to work according to my faith. My, my point tonight is not just to bring the attention to faith, but to your faith. What could God do in your life if you really had faith? faith. Sin gets in the way of our faith. Others who don't have faith hinder our faith. I, 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 don't, I, I just don't want to be around pessimistic preachers. I still believe God can do what God said He's willing to do. I, even in the day we live in today in and all that's going on in 2020, and Pastor, what if this happens, and what if this happens? God's still on His throne no matter what happens. Well, what are we going to do? Well, we may have to get back to the days where, of old Nehemiah where you got, a, you got a shovel in one hand and a weapon in the other, but the work of God can go on. I want to have faith in, that, in, in, in God, the God of the Bible. So, my whole message is this tonight. Uh, your faith. Many say they have faith, but they have no miracle. 
I wonder what God would do in all of our lives if we had the kind of faith that these blind men had. He healed them according to their faith. According to their faith. Just because this world says that this Bible is outdated, God is limited, don't let it hurt your faith. Don't let it hinder your faith. Let me remind you, Christian, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Christians who don't hear the Word of God have weak faith. You can have big crowds, but if this book is not preached, faith is not going to grow. If you lack faith in your life, let me tell you, the the, the 100% double your money back guarantee, the Word of God. You get in the Word of God and your faith will grow. That's why, as we move forward, not only does the Bible say this is the way it's supposed to be, but we're going to grow our faith. Our faith is going to grow. Why? Because we're going to continue to preach the Word of God, study the Word of God, know the Word of God. I I know it's true because so many of you have said it to me over the last several weeks, bringing these messages out of John 3, 16. It's exactly what I needed. My faith has grown. I'm encouraged. Why is it? It's faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you want your faith to grow, don't miss a church service. If you want your faith to grow, read that Bible every day. Get under the word of God and your faith will grow. And sometimes I hear some of these, some pastors and preachers say, well, I just don't know what. And I'm sitting thinking, are you reading your Bible? Because when I read my Bible and see what God's done, I'm, I'm ready to charge hell with a squirt gun. Not give up. And Christian... If you have an obstacle, you have a need, let me tell you how to face it. Grow your faith. How do you grow your faith? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You know why in 2020, through this whole pandemic ordeal, many are frightened out of their mind. Even many Christians. It's, in my opinion, it's a faith matter. And the more you're in that book, the stronger your faith. Now, don't interpret that into anything other than what I just said. But in this world of chaos, we got to cling more to the Word of God. I've said something like this pretty much every service. We as a church have an opportunity to show this world that God is still on His throne. God is the answer. What I'm saying by that is this world needs to see that there are people who have faith in something and not just something, someone. And that's why we've got to spend more time in the Word of God. 
The Bible tells us in, in the book of Hebrews that the closer it gets to Christ's return, the more we should assemble together. Well, if I know my Bible at all, we're, we're closer. We're close to Christ's return. Why should we assemble more? Well, we encourage one another, certainly. But the more we assemble around the Word of God, the greater our faith will be to face the perilous times. That's why I'm getting a little off track, but I think it'll help us. This whole pandemic, obviously people are sick from it. But the devil takes the opportunity as it is, and says, let me stop them from assembling. Because if they don't assemble, they're in the Word of God. You can, you can say it however you want it. This is more real than having to watch it on live stream. And those of you who watch it on live stream, don't turn me off because I say that. I'm glad we have that. But, but you know what I'm saying. And if, we don't, if I can keep them, if I can use this situation to keep the church from assembling, the faith will be weaker. And as the perilous times come in, Christians will fail and they'll falter because their faith is not what it should be. That's why it's important as we have the freedom and the ability to assemble, to assemble. Why? It's good to see everybody. It's good to encourage everybody. But we assemble around this book so that our faith is strengthened. This week, we're all going to face many different things. Have the faith to overcome. Have the faith to please God. According to your faith, this church is going to propel into the future, yes, based on the pastor's faith, but it'll only go so far on the faith of one man. But the faith of a church, there's no limit to what... Matter of fact, God says there is no limit to what the church can do empowered by Him with His approval. And that takes place with faith. This week, let's have some victory. Uh, if you've been defeated, if you've been discouraged... Get, get back in this book. Spend some time in this book. I think all of us have gone to this book at times in our life when we felt weak and discouraged. But as I said before, I've never come up from this book not feeling encouraged, strengthened. My faith increased according to your faith. If the miracle was just based on your faith, would there be a miracle? If the answer to prayer would just be based on your faith in that prayer, would there be an answer to that prayer? Father, I pray that you'll use these simple truths tonight to strengthen your people. And Father, I, I believe that these people want to please you. They're here tonight. They want to please you.